Welcome to Our Sleeve Life Podcast, hosted by Kelly and Mel, who both got gastric sleeve surgery five years apart. We wanted to create a supportive family with full transparency by sharing our stories as well as others from the community. We are breaking the stigma of weight loss and weight loss surgery one episode at a time. Hey, guess what, guys? We're not doctors. No, we are not. <laughs> no. So if you're going to be making any major medical decisions, please consult your doctor immediately. Ye- yes. And that includes diet, surgeries, and exercise. We love you guys, and we want you to continue to be in our OSLP family. That's right. So be careful and consult your doctor. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back, OSLP family. Welcome. Welcome. This is Art Sleeve Life Podcast presents the Dr. Dovac Diaries. And this is Kelly. And this is Mel. And we're, again, so excited to have the incredible, the amazing Dr. Dr. Dovac. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, guys. I am excited for part two, back by, I hope, popular demand. So if you are here, we have a lot to get through today, everyone. So buckle up. Let's ride. Here we go. Yes. We have so many extra questions come in. I think it's hilarious because they weren't the same ones that we had. Correct. Which means we're just going to keep doing this, guys. Yeah. This is what we're doing. We're getting so many questions questions. answered. Yes. And I think it's really good because there are, like we talked about last time, uh, that Mexico, a lot of patients go to Mexico. Then Mm -hmm. they have very, like, limited care when they come back. Or resources. Or resources. So those questions that they would normally ask their surgeon when they saw them three months, six months, nine months. They don't get a chance to do that. So, yep. so they get to listen. I think this is why get, it's really good here. Yeah. So that way they can get all these questions answered. Exactly. So where do you want to start back up again, Cal? Uh, I think we were right around what to expect after surgery. What to expect after surgery? Yeah. So, as, a, okay. as a patient? Like, as a patient. Like what, what can a patient expect Right after surgery. Like, okay. So, this podcast is all about real stuff. I'll tell you, yes. I, you're not going to even know where I'm going to start with this, but I'm going to take you back to 2000, early, late 2015, early 2016. I had my first child. Okay. okay. And I, you know, you're, you're pregnant. I feel like the similarities between pregnancy and having a baby are so similar to preparing for surgery and then having the surgery. So you're like, I'm so prepared. I've read all these books. I have everything organized. Here's the nursery, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then you have the baby and you're like, like, where's the owner manual? I remember like going online, <laughs> screaming at my husband, just like, what's going on? So I'm going to try to give this to everybody very straight. And then you two obviously l- truly lived it. You were post-op as well. And so you can tell your experience. So sometimes, um, first of all, you're going to be ketotic, which means your body, because you're on such a high protein, almost no carb and definitely no added sugar if you're following the diet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that means your body is going to be in a state of ketosis. And so you can Google that and just read all of its symptoms. Some people absolutely love to be ketotic. Mm-hmm. They're almost like manic with energy. They've never felt better. So some people, if you're seeing like, what? They're like, I've been at the gym. Look at this. I've already walked 20,000 steps. Like they just feel so good. Yeah. Other people though. Okay, good. You're, you're one yeah. of the lucky ones. Now other people, they feel 
awful. They feel super um, sick. They feel nauseated. They feel weak. They are like, why am I napping? Like, I just can't feel like I can bounce back. And and that is super common and and actually very normal too. So sometimes because of that, if you're feeling just so lousy in the beginning, we do actually recommend that you get a little bit of carbs in. So the one thing that we would say if you're feeling that way is to get regular Gatorade. So not the Gatorade Zero, but like regular G2 or regular Gatorade and maybe even water it down because it might be too sweet mm. and just help yourself get a little bit of the carbs in. Okay. So that's one really good tip. Um, and so again, there's this huge variety. Try not, even though it's impossible to compare yourself to others. Yeah. Um, People will be writing like, I feel great, or I just stepped on the scale and I lost um, 10 pounds overnight. Do you think it's enough? Oh, I just kind of want to get those patients. Oh, yeah. Like, yes, it's enough. It's enough. It's enough. I know. They're like, it's been a month and I only lost 33 pounds. I'm like, let me tell you guys all something. The first month, if you're a woman, the average weight loss is 10 to 15 pounds. Some Mm -hmm. of you will lose all 10 to 15 pounds the first day or two and then not lose anything else for the next 20 some days. And so it's again, super variable. Just trust in the process. Um, Try to step away from the scale. A lot of these things we're just going to keep reiterating and reiterating. And um, I think uh, you'll see. So there's, there's again, a lot of things in what to expect. So I want to know, what did you guys, how was it when, when you two went home um, from the hospital that first month? How was life after surgery? I feel like the first month was really good for me. Like I was one of those ones where it was like, I had so much energy. I wanted to go on walks. I wanted to go play with the boy, my dogs. Like I wanted to do everything Mm, because I had mm -hmm. never felt better than I did in that moment. Like And I remember walking. So I had a a sciatic pain in my hip that would radiate down my leg for years. And I had shots in my back. I had shots in my hip. Like nothing worked. And I remember waking up from surgery and I'm walking around the hall or like because it was a big circle. Mm -hmm. And I remember it took me a few laps, but I was like, I don't have any pain. Hmm. Instant. Like it was like, wow. Yeah, I woke up and there was no pain. Like. Now, I still have pain now and then, like, but not, like, I could barely stand for 10 minutes at a time before surgery. That's so crazy. Yeah. So it was, like, just that alone, I think, gave me, like, the, like, oomph to be like, oh, my gosh, I can do anything. Yeah. Like, I don't have pain anymore. So, (laughs) which I do now a little bit, but not anywhere So, yeah, I had a lot of energy. So thinking about what you're saying, like I had that energy in like month two and three and Mm. like beyond. But, yeah, that first month was a little rough. Not going to lie. Yeah, that was um, a lot of pain and a lot of tiredness now that you're talking about Mm. it. Like I felt very uh, because the way that Dr. Patterson does it, it's not liposcopic like because she actually like cuts and pulls your liver out and then it like sits and then she does the stomach. So like. (sighs) So my like my incision hurt like it was like painful. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the other thing. If you have a sleeve, um, if you so if you look down at your belly button to the right, so on your right side, mm-hmm. um, that's at least where I do it. So there's going to be like so there's little tiny incisions that are like pinky size, but then there's going to be one that's a little bit bigger. It's about an inch wide. Okay, and that's the place where we actually have to get. So do you have your six pack muscles, your rectus? Mm-hmm. We actually put like a, it's called a Kelly clamp. You put the clamp in, 
and you get the, if you're getting a sleeve, then it's a gastrectomy. So 80% is removed. Right. And then with that, where the muscle, where you split it open, you actually have to put a big deep stitch so you don't get, leave a hole because that can hurt, things can herniate through there. Oh, okay. So you have to like tighten that up. And so that stitch will either need to pop or absorb. And it's going to be very, very, you'll have focal or pinpoint tenderness right at that area where sometimes it's like, no, there is something wrong. It hurts so yeah. bad right there in that yeah. one area with the sleeve. That's but what, I, we, most people don't close the bypasses so the bypass doesn't have that exact same location of pain. Oh, okay. gotcha. Yeah, because I was like, I told Kelly, I was like, I was in a lot of pain. That's so that, that side mm-hmm. really, really got to me. Like everything else was fine. I could swallow my, my vitamins. I could, you know, do the protein shakes in the water, but it was a lot of pain. And then once it was gone, it was weird, like, it was like a dull pain to where like if I would move, I could feel like I was telling Kelly, like, I felt like I could move, feel my organs kind of shift. Like everything kind of like would I feel like a whoop. And I'm like, what was that? That was inside me. That's, that's scary. Um, no, but, it's OK. It's OK. But yeah, I felt it like, a few times. I'm like, this is this is kind of weird. Like mm-hmm. and they told me it was. It was totally fine. And like, that's, that's normal, like for depending on like what your body was like inside when they did all the things. So, but yeah, now that you're thinking about, I was tired and I was like, nauseous, like nauseous. Like I had to take nausea pills. So you're what, so she would be one that doesn't deal well with the being in ketosis. Whereas like for me, I did really, really well. Yeah. Being in it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're super lucky. It, it, and, 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 and the other big thing um, is the nausea. Um, that can yeah. be a major issue. So I, I think I told you guys this, but I have this like 17 point guide to dealing with nausea after, mm-hmm. yes. um, after the sleep. And it's everything from just getting that, all that extra saliva out of your mouth. Like again, taking Claritin and Flonase just to dry up the secretions because that post-nasal drip could make you so nauseous. Yeah. All that spit makes you nauseous. Um, almost like puking it out. Puke and rally is kind of real. Like when you get your your fluids in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a lot of medications. So you could wear like a scopolamine patch. Um, you could get prescribed Zofran um, that dissolves under the tongue. You could do Phenogren, uh, Reglan. There's a lot of different anti-nausea medications out there that are really, really effective. Um, and just the most important thing for all of you who are like, oh my God, why would anybody sign up for this? This sounds right. Horrible. Yeah. It is temporary. And I promise you this too shall pass. Otherwise we wouldn't be having fun on a podcast, you know, years later, success stories. It's okay. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it, and it'll make, I always, like I said, it's just, it, you have to really just like embrace the journey and um, accept the good with the bad and mm-hmm. lean on people like yourselves and hopefully myself who can give you tips and tricks to get you through those tough times because it might happen. So yeah. the early stages, yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's, um, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping you have Kelly's, uh, Kel's, um, yes, I do too. That. Yes. Well, and thinking back about it, like it was like those first two weeks were rough, but it's like, it was, it's, I felt like that was just what happens after surgery. I was mm-hmm. just like, these are just side effects from a surgery. Like, yeah. this makes sense to me. Like, it didn't seem out, out of character. So I was like, okay, well, it'll, this too shall pass type, type thing will happen. So it's like, it'll be fine. And I, it totally was. Like The end result yes. is worth spending two weeks a little uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. Amen. Yes, For exactly. Me. Like, exactly. Just go to sleep. It'll be fine. And part of I life know, just is sleep it off. <laughs> what I've learned with this journey, part of life is suffering. And this is just a part of it. You just. Yeah. You and know? I think it shows you like that you have to work hard and you have to go through some bumps in the road in order to get to the clear path ahead. Yeah. Nothing's like, easy. It's absolutely. there. You just have to make it through those 
be exactly. patient. Just be yeah. patient. That's all you have to do. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And so. I guarantee you guys don't even really remember it. I mean, back to the old childbirth analogy. I don't remember what it felt like. I just, I don't like just all like minor races. And then you just move on. You have, you know, it's just, it's fine. So guys, to answer your question, don't dwell on it. This it's temporary. Mm-hmm. You got this. Just get through it and yeah, it'll be fine. Yes, nice. exactly. So the uh, another question was on what did we wish we knew before surgery? Like yeah. what are some things that you think are like really good to know before you have surgery? Okay. Yeah, what are the I basics? think there's... I think the basics are um, that your taste may change. Mm-hmm. Um, and so don't, if you like, don't feel super devastated by like, oh, I used to love um, the taste of um, like cherry or something. And then afterwards I just like, can't stand it. Like, mm-hmm. that's fine. Um, so I think some people like really do panic about that. Like they're almost having to mourn the loss. Now, speaking of that, mm-hmm. I think you got to equate this to um let's say a, a, a boyfriend. Okay. I think I, I, I wish a lot of people realize that everybody mourns the breakup at a different level and at a different time. So mm-hmm. let me explain this, this okay. whole analogy. <laughs> so you, you got to figure like, okay, your relationship with food is like your relationship with a real person. Mm-hmm. And some people know that that relationship is bad. This guy is abusing you. He's hurting you. And they are like, so ready. Like they don't even look back. They don't even glance over their shoulder, mm-hmm. but I do have some patients and I can just see it. And I, and I read what they're writing, but I just want to be like, it's just because you haven't quite mourned. like, Mm -hmm. it's not even that you're losing food forever. So don't think of it like that, obviously, Mm -hmm. but that weird relationship with it. Some people just are, they still need that almost emotional crutch to get them through a tough time. And they feel like they don't have it. They can't eat. They're getting sick. They just, it's, it's a mental game. I think Mm -hmm. that you really, I think that before surgery, if you could get that mental aspect a little bit uh, clearer for yourself, Mm -hmm. you're going to inevitably be do much, much better in the long run. So um, I th- I think it's, it's hard to also know what to expect afterwards until you kind of go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to have all these emotions of excitement and of anxiety and everything in between, but um, you just have to kind of go there, live it. And then next thing you know, you'll be again, running your own podcast and <laughs> telling the world how to do it kind yeah. of, right? I mean, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it goes by quick. Like it really, really does. It does. And I think like with when you say like the morning Mm -hmm. for me, I think I had my morning during the two week liquid diet. Like that gave me my time to kind of come to grips with. And I did have food funerals. Like I had a list of places that I was going to go and have my last meal there. Like I knew that it was going to be a while before I was going to even be if I was able to eat that again. And I think that like between having the food funerals, having my list of what I wanted to eat and then really focusing and taking the two week liquid very serious, I think that kind of helped me process a little bit. Now, do I still eat my feelings? 100 (laughs) percent. But it helps you like come to grips with what you were doing before. And like you said, mourning the loss because it is a loss. Well, and realizing that's a that's a factor for you. Yes, like you found out that was a thing for you because mm-hmm. like it because I didn't do the two week diet mm-hmm. and I only did the one therapy session. Um, I know, you know, I got the one and I do believe now that people need to do like a full six months of that, like at least once a mm-hmm. month, something because yeah. um, I wish I had more because I was having breakdowns and not knowing why I was having breakdowns. Yep. So and it was realizing like, oh, 
I have a relationship with food that I didn't realize I had. Mm-hmm. Like, I always thought, like, that wasn't me. I wasn't one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, no, I was. Yeah. 100% was. <laughs> and yeah. I didn't know it until after I was, like, two months in crying because I don't, I something upset me and I can't have the food that I want to have. Mm-hmm. And then my husband's like, are you okay? And I was like, nope. Nope, I don't know what the hell's going on right now. I can't believe like I got this big and I made myself have to have surgery and now I can't have the things that I want and I don't know how to deal with the problem I have. <laughs> like wow. I would just go Whoa. That was really honest. That was really 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 well said. I hope everybody will rewind that plate again. Rewind that plate Aww. again because that that was very you really articulated I think um what everybody goes through, but very few maybe are brave enough to like, just say, yes, but, um, boy, this isn't always just so easy. And, um, and you're going to have these like breaking points where it's just, it's just sadness. It's a lot of emotions. And Mm -hmm. and, and again, it is, it is a loss sometimes. And, Mm -hmm. um, but each day does get a little bit easier. That's how grief is. It starts out as this big thing and it just gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until it goes away and it will go away. It will go away. And, um, it's just dealing how to working out how to deal with it. Now there are a lot of, I think, um, as far as like a therapist. Okay. Mm -hmm. I think it's tough really tough to find somebody that is bariatric friendly. Yes. Because people just don't like understand it. I think still people might like look at you weird or judge you. And when you're like really being vulnerable and sharing your like most intimate thoughts Mm -hmm. and explaining food and the surgery things in the mix, some people just might not have like any idea even like what you've gone through or what you're talking about. So there are a lot of... um, Actually, I mean, with COVID, it's so great. Like there's so many great virtual um, therapies. There's um, a, a service, it's online. It's called Advantage Point Behavioral. They have licensed oh. therapists in every state of the United States. Nice. And um, we use them for our patients. They have some, the people that they, I know that they outsource there in Maryland, they are great. They're great. Okay. And um, it's, uh, you're insuring, they take most insurances and they do some ongoing therapy. They also do the bariatric psych evaluation and I always like, I like their evaluation. That's why I like called them one day and I'm like, who's be, who is, who are you guys? And they're real people that, um, we, we know we, we've done a lot with it. We, we even, I think I've, I've told you guys that we even had like a pilot program for our patients, um, for, for post-op where we really had like a very distinct curriculum of things and topics that were super important to follow over a 12 week time frame, And just to help people get talking about those really important, okay. important things about, um, really just, it's hard to talk about your feelings. It, it is. is. It's hard. To, it's hard to put them in words. It's hard to explain this feeling, what we have and to say it out loud to somebody else and hopefully vibe with them. That's difficult. Well, Correct. and this, this journey is what taught me how to talk about my feelings because it forced me mm. to realize what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. And how do I tell my husband what I'm feeling? Like, yes. how do I do that? How do like, I can't just, he can't read my mind and we are very close. Like I want to tell him what's going on, but I was like, how do I, I don't, don't know how to articulate this. And literally right. like just listening to other podcasts and then like other people and how they explain things. I was like, okay, so that's what I'm feeling. Eric mm-hmm. will understand what that means. So I'd have to like, I did my own research on how to like articulate these things. Cause it's not easy. And well, realizing the, I was having anxiety when I didn't know I even had, was having it until I started reading all the symptoms. I'm like, oh, yep, that's that's that. Well, and the information isn't easy to find. No. So <sighs> you can't just type in how do I how do I find my feelings? Like, right. That, 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 you know, like that doesn't work. Like Mm-mm. I I 
after the uh, me and my husband split, like I was seeing a therapist for a little while and just to kind of, I don't know, evaluate how I was feeling because I was in a trauma. And like, that's what she kept saying. You are in a trauma. You are like, you need to deal with these things. And I would sit there sometimes and I'd just be like, I don't know what to say. And she's like, okay, that's fine. Like, let's, let's talk about something else. And then it might come to you later. Like, it doesn't always have to be like only talking about your feet, you know, like sometimes you have to talk about something else in order for something else to click and be like, oh, that's exactly why I do that. Mm hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and this is like this is this is teaching you like the feelings you have. And like, I guess with the journey, what I'm trying to say is like, that's what taught me how to read my feelings. Yes. Because you're forced to Mm -hmm. do it. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people go through life just like do to do to do. I'm just going to work. I'm just doing this workout and not really like registering what what the hell is happening to them all the day, all Mm -hmm. the time throughout the day. That's why your therapist is saying you are in a trauma because People actually go through trauma and then end up eating a lot of food and becoming obese. And they don't realize the trauma is what triggered it. Mm. And because they just sideswipe it. Like I've heard this on several therapists. They, they'll say like, hey, what? how was your childhood? And they'll be like, it was fine. Like everybody else's. They're like, did anybody ever hit you? Uh, maybe once or twice. They're like, was it with anything? It was with a weapon. And they're like, OK, so that's where something started. Yeah. And that's why you cope with eating or mm. with whatever drug of your choice is to figure that out but it's like mm-hmm. we kind of downplay our our situations a lot i couldn't agree more you know every now that i've been doing telemedicine um on with our patients and we get to see their home environments and i see like the backdrop of their lives and it's, it's just an intimate look so yeah on that initial consult when you're talking to somebody and it's like okay why are you here um you know you know, well, what brought you here? And they'll, they'll tell me like, I, or like, why do you, why do you want to have bariatric surgery? And mm-hmm. uh, I want you to be really real with me. Like, tell me like, what, what was your breaking point? Was it like maybe even seeing yourself in a picture or was it like, what was it? And people will say, um, I just want to get um, happy. I want to be happier and healthy. And I want to be there for my kids. It's almost like, okay. All right. How long yeah. have you been overweight? And then you, and they'll say, I, I've been overweight since 14 Yep. 14, such a particular time. Mm. Why? What happened at 14? Mm. And I do hear some, I mean, sometimes it is just emotionally draining, to be honest, because it is it is such a, um, it is just really, really hard um, to hear, like you said, about trauma, mm-hmm. about these stories of abuse of, um, you know, I had someone the other day who told me this story about her mom. Um, she used to like do heroin right in front of her. And then oh. um, she would be, she would walk in and her mom would be either getting raped or, be, or yeah. having sex. And um, wow. and it was just, and then she said that then afterwards her mom would take her to eat, go eat somewhere. And it was just like, just like Ooh. heart shattering. Uh-huh. Oh God. Yeah. And, yeah. and I mean, I'm not a therapist, but I hope that, uh, you know, we can all just connect as humans and just show some like just kindness and, and to someone again, that is letting themselves be just so vulnerable, um, and, and sharing their story. And I, I believe that when patients come to me at their initial consult and they cry, Mm -hmm. um, or they just really share something Mm -hmm. like that. I mean, just meeting, I always feel like those patients do the best. Mm. undoubtedly because I feel like they are just like all right this is rock bottom for me Mm. and I am going to absolutely build myself up 
I, I am not, I can't go anywhere else, but up from here, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. asking for your help. I'm looking you dead in the eye and I am, um, I'm going to do whatever it takes to not feel this way anymore. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm just going to fight my way through it. And I just think that those people who, who really go deep into this, again, feelings, feelings, mm-hmm. feelings, feelings, and, and say it out, journal, um, mm-hmm. talk to somebody else, talk to a friend, um, DM, DM me, hell, I don't care. Yeah, I DM want us. Yes. To, um, yeah. Yeah, DM we're us. done. Like, like, not done. We're, we're down for that. Yeah, like, yeah, we're, yeah, done. we're done. <laughs> <laughs> we get no. this like, no, we don't want, we don't want to hear well, this. But I feel like a lot of people say that, like, they're like, they'll DM us and they'll be like, sorry for bugging you. Or I just have a quick question or, and then we'll answer. And we're like, we're always here. And they're like, I'm just so surprised you answered. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, that's what we're we're for. Yeah, no, like that's part of the support that we're trying to give to people. Amen. Absolutely. Um, one of my patients, uh, she just started reading and I saw that she did. And, um, it's actually free right now. Oh, my Kelly, my God, you're probably gonna read it. Um, <laughs> gir- girls stop apologizing. Mm. It's uh, from the same writer of Girl Wash Your Face. So, girls stop apologizing. Um, the whole, you know, I'm just, I'm still at like the very early stages of the book, but it's just sort of like, um, again, you know, just be unapologetic yeah. and um, just, you know, what if we all followed our hopes and dreams? Um, for example. This is super awkward for me, but I have always wanted to learn Spanish. Okay. Oh. And so I know this is random. And my partner's from Venezuela and um, I love his family. Um, right now we live 43 seconds apart. And I was like, you know, it's like, we always say like, oh, I want to do this or I want to do that with my life. Um, same thing with like losing weight. So I decided I'm going to be all in. So I hired um, through something called Spanish 55. I'm like putting all these plugs out there, but um, <laughs> this um this service and um for three hours a week I'm just starting so I'm like at the Ola phases all right so don't like expect me to like come but I'm putting it out I'm saying I'm putting it out to the space what if you want to learn Spanish well why don't you so I decided I'm going to sign up and do it so it's the same thing listen if you are watching this if you are listening to this and you've been on the fence and you've been watching podcasts or for podcasts and and searching all this but you just don't know I mean what are you waiting for? Why not? Right, guys? I mean, yeah. what advice would you give to somebody that is kind of um, uncertain if this is still, at this point, hearing all this, if this is the right thing for them? What What would you say? Well, I did that with my brother because, like, mm-hmm. he did the lap band. Because he did the lap band before me, which triggered me to do the sleeve. And then he... Like it was good for a while, gained a lot of the weight back. And then we had him on as like the guy like perspective. Mm-hmm. And then I was like afterwards that night, I was like, what are, what are you doing? Like, why are we doing this? What are you waiting for? I'm like, what are you waiting for? And he's like, well, I think, you know, like when I hit 40, like that, that'll be like my, my, <laughs> my, my thing. He's like, I just want to try to do it. And I go, but you've tried before and it didn't work. So why does, why do you need to do that? Why, why, what are you trying to prove? Yeah. Because wouldn't you rather be healthier before you hit 40 rather than yes. hitting 40 and then being Doing like, the okay, now I'm going to start working towards myself. Right. Like, wouldn't you rather like celebrate your 40th birthday being the healthiest you've ever been? Well, yeah, and- this is quite interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, on May 18th, 2021, I'm turning 40. Oh, dang. <gasps> you don't even look like you are like, no, I, 
I she can't. doesn't believe yeah, it. I don't believe it. <laughs> You're I turning thirty. With this new ring light that you guys, I had to get because I look so awkward next to you two. We've already <laughs> talked about that. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a little bit of work to this face. I mean, let's just be honest here. We're, we're, whenever I'm on these podcasts, and then after I'm listening to, them, I'm like, oh boy, the world is hearing this. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm turning forty, and I think that that is really resonating with me, mm. especially with what you're just saying. In that, um, you know. Everybody, everybody, if you say, what is your biggest regret? They're going to say, I should have done it sooner. Yep. 100%. I mean, I, I always, 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 always. So, um, yeah, I think that we should all go into the next year, whatever your birthday is, if it's a milestone one or not, mm-hmm. just really trying to fight for that and just keep fighting for that. Now, Mel, yes, I know that... Um, I'm not to put you on the spot here, but I saw in your, um, in your stories that you said you started a new medication. What was that? Yes. Is that the Fentermine? Am I saying that right? You did start it. (gasps) Yeah. I said it right. (laughs) High five. Yeah. So I got it today. I start tomorrow morning. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Because I got it after like noon and she's like, don't take it if you get it after noon. No, 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 no. (laughs) Okay. I always tell my patients to take it roughly 12 hours before bed. Okay. Um, because if you take it too late in the day, you're going to be up all night. Um, mm. and you know, I always start off very, very low dose. Um, you know, whatever your prescriber, your physician told you to do is, um, of course, perfectly fine. But some people are just so like sensitive to it that they're going to be like really jittery and up really late and that sort of thing. So I have my patients kind of play with that timing around 12 hours before bed. But if you feel like you can't sleep, then take it a little bit earlier. And if you feel like it wears off and you find yourself wanting to snack, then take it a little bit later the day. So you'll, you'll kind of find that sweet spot and you can kind of like, um, figure that out for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. We went up there today. She took my blood pressure. I'm all good to go. Yep. Um, so she wants to see me in a month to make sure that my blood pressure is still good and, and if it's working. So, um, I'm excited because yeah, I they the pharmacist said just take it right when you get up, <laughs> so that way you don't worry about it mm. um, for it for it being too late. So I'm gonna try that. And they said I didn't have to take it with food, so I thought that was pretty rad that I don't have to pair it with anything. <laughs> nope, so. it's 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 a great one. I think that's great. Um, obviously, just caring where you talk to your provider, your provider, whether it be yes. your um, physician or PA or MP. But yes. um, I know we talked about it a little bit the last time. I'm super excited, and I would really, as you guys always do, I would tell people. Like I already saw it in your story and I kind of knew what you're doing. So I would like really document it. Um, I'm going to be studying you again, like a specimen um, to see like, (laughs) what does she think? How much is she losing? Um, What side effects is she having? Is she able to sleep? Like, um, because I'm just trying to play around with like, again, just um, a lot of what we do in medicine is, is the practice of medicine. You're like practicing and and figuring things out each day. Mm -hmm. You feel like you're getting a little bit better, but you know, that's, that's what I want to learn from you. So um, I'm glad you're taking it. I will track even better than that. now that I know that. Yes, I need to get on it because yes. uh, while we were there, um, I weighed myself because I I got into the habit of every morning I would pee, weigh myself. Like, okay. and that way I knew like exactly where I was with, with my okay. weight. Well, the batteries died in my scale and I just never put them in. So that habit kind of went away. And let me tell you, I am up like 20 pounds like okay so it was funny because i was giving the nurse a hard time because i was like something's wrong with your scale dude like (laughs) when i left (laughs) i left today i was 194 
how does the scale say 204? Very confused. Like, this, oh, that's no. a huge difference. And he's like, well, and I've already had, like, lots of water. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, well, between your clothes and probably all the water you've drank, it's going to give you at least, like, a five-pound difference. But Definitely. Um, um, he's like, but we do calibrate them all the time. Just want to let you know. And I was like, okay, well, I'm getting this Ventramine stuff, so we're yeah. going to be fine. So. Absolutely. I need to get on something. Because, okay. Well, and I was telling Melanie, I have started... If so, I don't sleep at night. Like oh. I just don't. Like she's yeah. We need to figure out her sleep stuff. Man. Yeah, which I yes. I'm getting. Do we there. talk about melatonin? I take melatonin. You might Don't be taking us. too much, right? Isn't that a thing? Are you drinking caffeine right now? Even no, this is caffeine free. It's tea. Yeah. Really? Do you drink caffeine in the mornings? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did I tell you to watch the master class on sleep? No. no. What okay. is that? What is what's the masterclass? So the masterclass. Oh my god, I love it. Another plug out there, guys. So the masterclass is an app. Um, it's like a you can do like a monthly or annual subscription to it, and it has like all of these people who are just experts in their field. They're masters. So it'll have um, like if you want to learn skateboarding, Tony Hawk will teach you. If you want to learn cooking, yeah. like Chef Thomas Keller will teach. You. But then there's Eric also this, this neuroscientist who teaches sleep, and um, he is from. Um, England or Australia or somewhere. And he has just like this soothing accent and he breaks down sleep. There's a modules particularly on sleep and diet and weight and that sort of thing. Okay. I just thought it was just absolutely amazing. It's changed the way I even um, talk about sleep to my patients. It's, you know, you worry the foundations, we always talk about nutrition, 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 and then mm-hmm. exercise, which I want to talk about you guys and Des doing some of these mm-hmm. um, fitness things. Yeah. I've been mm-hmm. following along closely. And then um, we talk a little bit about the mental stuff and getting therapy and stuff. Mm-hmm. The fourth pillar no one ever talks about sleep. or very rarely thinks about is sleep. Yes. It is. I mean, he goes into so many mechanisms that if you are not sleeping, you will, you will, you will gain weight, period. For many reasons, mm-hmm. it messes with your insulin resistance. It causes you to hold on to your weight in that central dangerous distribution. It, um, it, it, it jacks you up if you don't have restful sleep. And so um, Thank I would you. strongly encourage you to watch that. Thank okay. you, because okay. I've been preaching <laughs> fucking sleep for this last <laughs> and year I or two. And everybody looks at me like I'm nuts. Like, whatever. I just, I'll catch up on my sleep on Thursday. Guess what? That's oh, not that's how nice. it works. That's fine. Don't believe me. But literally, it's like, it does so much for your health. It's not even funny. Your your body has to reset. It has to heal. Melody and it feels needs, very validated I right do, now. I do, because I've had so many looks at me like I'm like, like a witch doctor that I talked about sleep is important. They're just like, whatever. And I'm like, mm. No, Doctor Novak, right here. It we is have a mass- very, very important. Yes. However, yes. No. when you try to sleep and you cannot sleep, that is the issue. Yes, we need well, to get me, her to let sleep. Let me dive in here, and Kel, let's talk about let's let's like fix your world problems here. Okay. Why That's- can't so? Okay, I always wonder: Do you have a a hard time falling asleep? B you fall asleep easily, but you can't stay asleep. C a combination thereof. And D why are you? Why is this happening? Are you? Are you anxious? Is your mind racing? Are you just like, what do you feel? So it's generally, I can fall asleep quick. I don't stay asleep. So I'll go Uh. to sleep. So because if I'm awake at 5 a.m., like usually I'm awake between two and five, somewhere in there I get up. And so I'll get up. And so by the time seven o'clock rolls around, I've, I'm done for the day. So then 
I'll lay down Mm -hmm. and I go right to sleep. But then I'm up at 10, 11, 12, 1, 3, like until I just get up. Yep. So like. Oh, how horrible. Yeah. It's it's stupid. It's stupid. And I take (laughs) like I drink tea at night to kind of relax my system. I I do have my TV on and I know that I I need to stop doing that. Yes. Okay. Put your phone in a drawer. And I don't even look at my phone. Like. Just saying. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody else that's listening, put your fucking phones in a drawer. Yes. Or literally just. Just turn it on disturb mode or whatever where, yeah, like, nothing I, can come through. I have it on do not disturb, and I don't look at it. Like, I have it face down on yeah. my—so, it like, nothing lighting up is waking me up. It's because I watched the thing of a scientist tell me about how when you have the lights on your face from your phone, don't ever have it above your head while you're trying to sleep because it activates all your eyes and the things that it does to keep you awake. Yeah. Like, I don't know all the technical terms, but I was like, Yeah, that's okay. why I, I take my phone and I put it face down so I can't see anything. Yeah. Wow. And yeah. yeah, and I I have found myself now getting up in the middle of the night and getting snacks. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. So not only am I not sleeping, but I'm eating like and I'll I'll find myself eating two or three snacks throughout the evening. Yeah. Because oh, no. I am awake. How do we get I, I her to stay s- asleep? Uh, yeah. We, okay. We, we've got to, you've got, I would honestly um, see a, a neurologist. I mean, yeah. now have you ever been um, tested for sleep apnea or does it not seem to be like that? No, it's not like I'm waking up, like trying to catch my breath. And I got tested again. Cause I got sleep you, apnea before I had yeah, sleep apnea before. Right. And okay. then I got tested after and they were like, no, you're, you're good. You do not, you oh, don't really, you yeah. have been retested. I was yeah. going to say, you never know you might have, um, but that's interesting. No, we, we have to do it. I will not to freak anybody out, but I have a lot of thoughts about different levels of um, weight gain. Mm. And there's one, the most common theme, I think for the people who are the heaviest, um, like whenever I do, um, five, six, seven, eight hundred pounds patients, Mm -hmm. their unifying thing that a lot of other people do not do is they snack in the nighttime and when they Mm -hmm. should be sleeping. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know this. And so that is like something that has to, we have to get you sleeping. We have to, we're on a mission. Okay. We have, we have, we have some homework, some serious homework. Because CBD helped a little bit. CBD helps. So if I smoke because Mel gave me one of those like pens like right after the divorce cuz I wasn't, she wasn't sleeping, sleeping at, all. at all. Really couldn't sleep then. Yeah. 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 Like I was getting maybe 2 or 3 hours a night. Like yeah. it was bad. She didn't look good. I was like you need to get some sleep. Yeah. Like so yeah. I smoke that and I'm good. Like I'm I'm good for like at least 3 or 4 hours. But then after that and or if I forget to smoke it, like I'm up Every hour. Yeah. So it helps. It's just, it's just not a hundred percent. Yeah. It's not getting me into that like deep sleep that I'm used, that I want. Like I want to be able to just, I think that's why I like going under anesthesia so much because Uh that's what I want. That's what I want is I just want to like take a pill, fall asleep and wake up at 7 (laughs) a.m. That's what I want. Yeah. Do you feel anxious? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, are well, okay. Well, then I think that you should maybe look into like even just like an antidepressant. Um 
actually, you should not take phentermine. You should get something called Contrave, which is a combination of Welbutrin Mm -hmm. and naltrexone. And the Welbutrin in it, I think will, will call, it'll have a a secondary effect of calming some of the the anxieties and the mind racing and all those sort of like things. Okay. And what was it called? It was called Contrave. Contrave. And again, it's a combination of Welbutrin and naltrexone, which is also okay. known as Narcan, which is the antidote to um, narcotics. But um, so if you're taking a narcotic, you couldn't take that. But uh, but I think this would be great for you because it is going to knock a couple of birds down okay. right there. Speak yeah. one pill. Oh, go ahead. Go I was going to say, speaking of all these random drugs, we did have someone ask us about an injection. Yes. It's a Sexenda. Yeah. What is that? So Sexenda is a generic name is loragulotide, which is, if you want to get really dorky, it is a GLP-1 agonist. Well, basically what it does is it, um, it works a lot of different places, but it helps you to, um, it helps really improve insulin um, sensitivity. So it is often prescribed for diabetics. Like another one that has that same class is like um, Trulicity or Victoza. Okay. Um, so that's to help with type 2 diabetes. It just improves the way your body handles things. This Sexenda is, I would say on the market, undoubtedly the most effective drug that exists um, for weight loss. Oh, however, so what is the, so some people, I mean, there, I just talked to um, a medical weight loss uh, doctor um, in the South who was telling me about that he he's an endocrinologist, so he's a diabetes doctor by trade, and he feels as though Sexenda is going to be about a fourteen percent weight loss. When you wow. look at Fentermine, um, a good at twelve weeks, so fourteen percent at twelve weeks, so that's over a pound a week. If you look at Fentermine, a good weight loss is around like five to like six point six percent, which is oh. about um, uh, you know. It's well, actually, that's more than a, a pound a week. It's almost two pounds a week with the Sexenda, and it's about a pound a week on average with, with the um, Sexenda with the uh, Fentermine. Okay. So it is. Um, I would absolutely look into it now. Of course, there is a downside to it. So, like, why wouldn't I prescribe it for everyone? Two reasons. Number one, the injection. So you'd have to. It's very easy, but it would have to be um, an injection. So there would have to be some injection teaching. If you go on um, Nova Nordisk, who is the um, pharmaceutical company that develops it, they have on their website like a simple video on how to give mm-hmm. yourself the injection. But some people just don't like that idea. It's a small little needle, subcutaneous, no big deal. The other thing about it is that it does. Um, it's often not covered by insurance, so it is incredibly expensive. Um, I mean upwards of several thousand a month, something like that. I might be misquoting it. So if somebody's watching from Nova Nordis, they're probably like cringing, but I, (laughs) I, I haven't gone into it because, um, it's crazy. We have this problem in the United States and we have a somewhat of a great solution and we're battling insurance. It's crazy, but, um, that's that's the problem with it. Okay. Okay. All right. Now we know what that is. Cause I was like, I never heard of injection. So I will ask Dr. Dovek on Tuesday. (laughs) Oh yeah. We had another, um, let me pull it up. I know we had it in the the questions today because uh, Melanie was talking to them. And they had said that they didn't do well on the Fenerbeam, oh, yeah. but they did better on something else. Q- was it Qsimia? Um, that, there we go. Vivance? Oh, 
Um, that, that is one that is not often, it's sort of the same as thing as fentramine, but it's not like usually prescribed as a weight loss medication. Oh, oh okay. So, I mean, I've never prescribed it as such. If anybody out there is a medical weight loss person, um, no, I have never, um, okay. never prescribed it for that. So okay. that would be, I think, I think that would be an off label use of a medication, which there's a lot of um, medications that have the side effect of weight loss. And sometimes, you know, you kind of like knowing your history, you might like double up on something like that. Um, okay. Like I said, I have all those lists of medications that are either um, in a, any category, like high blood pressure, diabetes, um, depression that are either on the weight loss side, mm -hmm. um, weight neutral side or cause weight gain. So hopefully you'll work with your provider to make sure that it, it helps the issue you have and also as either neutral or loss. Um, so that's very important. So okay. I think something like the Vyvanse might be fall into one of those categories, but okay. it's not often for just weight loss. I do okay. not believe. Yeah. She said the Phetamine didn't um, sit well with her body. Yeah. And then she said the Vyvanse, uh, that's what worked for her. So. Wow. Okay. That yeah. works. Yeah. Well, and this is kind of a random question that we got was, is there like a place that a, um, anybody can go to for where they can like select their state and know like the top bariatric surgeons or is there like a rating system anywhere that they can go to? Cause they asked me who's the best one in Washington. And I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't it's, know, but I will ask if there's a source out there that I just don't know about. So, you know, it's funny that the patients are actually asking for this because we have our society is called the American Society for Metabolic and Bariatric Surgery, the ASMBS. Mm -hmm. If you go to the ASMBS, there is um, a section for patients and it's supposed to just educate you, show you um, like a reputable place to find out the different surgical details, the pros, the cons, all, everything in between. And then there is a find a physician near me. Oh. So... Um, you can find it that way. Now, the, does that mean that the best surgeon might be Emma Patterson right there? I saw that yeah. you wished her a happy birthday. Yeah. Um, I, I, I saw that on, um, I, yeah, I saw that on my phone too. But anyway, um, <laughs> she might be the best uh, bariatric surgeon in Washington state. And if she's watching, she is. But with that being said, um, she may or not not have put her information into that. Like we, we as surgeons put oh. our own information into it okay. and it doesn't rank us. The only state that ranks, which I don't know how easy it is for the public to find it is Michigan. Interesting. Okay. They, they rank them. And I doubt that they let that be public knowledge to see who's like the most efficient, who they, they have this incredible buddy system where they video their surgeries and then they have to give it to another surgeon and then they critique it. And they have this very objective way of um kind of, uh, saying like uh, what their score would be. And then oh, they wow. just put them in order from like the best surgeon to the- um, That's a quality check. First. Yeah. I guess. I don't know. It's weird. They have this whole like collaborative that's separate from every, every other, no other state has this monstrous thing that they've developed. That's really cool. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Hey, I know. We need like a rating. Like we I need, know. we need something. Well, I know like it's, it, as a doctor, it would probably be like sucky to have a rating on you because then you'd be like nervous about your rating. But like, oh my God, yes. But that as would be patience. But I get it as the patient side yeah. of why you would want that. Mm -hmm. um, I know that you can Google whatever surgeon and kind of like find out like their, not their ratio, obviously, but like the death rate is yes. a thing that people will look at. 
So you can find that you can, I mean, we all probably participate or the majority of us, you should make sure that your, 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 your um, surgeons are already participating in something called the MBSA QIP, which is a super long acronym for the metabolic and bariatric surgery accreditation and quality improvement program. So this is something that we all have to do. We have to put every case we ever do into this database. And then we have to look at them for complications for everything from like a wound infection, urinary tract infection to, a, a leak, a bleed, an wow. unexpected admission to the um, ICU, a readmission, or even a death. And so we put it all in there and then we are ranked um, either as um, uh, a high outlier, needs improvement as expected or exemplary. Oh, wow. And if we have high outliers, meaning we are like really off on something, then um, Blue Cross Blue Shield, which for most of us is our number one um, commercial plan um, that we would accept in any state would be that way. Then there is something called Blue Distinction, which is a seal of approval based on both mm -hmm. the quality of care provided based on this MBSA QIP database. And it's also on the cost of care provided. Ooh. So you can see you can see the rankings um, on all that sort of thing. So you can see like if you have Aetna or United, they require you to go to like sometimes centers of excellence excellences or mm -hmm. with the blue cross blue shield is it a blue distinction or is it a blue distinction plus um wow. there's all these there's there's a lot of different labels that you can figure out so you can actually ask your insurance company they will tell you probably the easiest and the fastest way mm. um who they want you to go to because they're right. going to shove you towards the direction of less complications the complications mm -hmm. are where the the money is lost it's not oh. in the surgery it's if i have a leak then that's several hundred thousand dollars um for the insurance company More to pay. that they have to pay pay out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What's funny is when you see the, say the blue distinction, that's what I almost didn't, that's why I almost didn't get to use my surgeon was because Blue Cross Blue Shield said in the beginning that it didn't matter. And then when we submitted for insurance, they were like, oh no, it has to be at a blue distinct center. Oh. And there was only one in Portland and one in Springfield. And they were like, you can go to either of those. And I was like, but no, I want I want my surgeon. Like I've, I've been doing this for six months. Like yeah. I want my surgeon and we fought it and won, but yeah, no, it was just kind of funny. Interesting. That, yeah. So they yeah. do want you to go towards the places that have the less complications, which makes sense. Okay. So I'll tell our follower to like go to these sites and then just talk to your insurance too. Yeah. They'll get you like to the right spot. Will be best. Yeah, you know, and, and right now we are like, for example, United Healthcare in the state of Maryland, there's only two, us and one other center. So people come from the Eastern Shore, people come from three, four hours, all the East West part of the state to come to this Northern Baltimore area where we're at. And it's fantastic. But, and we're always trying to be just perfect and that sort of thing. But I do believe there are some awesome other surgeons out there that sometimes whatever, maybe their sample size wasn't as big. So that one extra like wound infection put them as a high, like it's kind of, sometimes oh. it's like, it's really frustrating too. So don't be like, oh, you're not blue distinction. Like, no. So like, if you've like, <laughs> I mean, Kelly, you just said it, like, I really loved my surgeon and I wanted mm. to go with my surgeon and, um, and the blue distinction would mean anything to you as it kind of maybe shouldn't have. It, yeah. it all yeah. depends. So listen, like nothing is a guarantee in life. And um, I've told you guys this before. I have had complications and all you really, I hope, and I think what you want in a surgeon is someone that's like, I am a human being. I am so sorry this happened to you. All I can tell you is I will do everything in my power to make sure that I will get, I will make this right and we will fix you and we will, um, and we will move on. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's all you can do. Yeah. And people make mistakes. Yeah. Like, and everybody's yeah. different. So it might not even be the surgeon's fault. It could just be like, this is what your body's doing. And we yeah. didn't expect your body to do this. So yeah. no. thank you. Yeah. Yes. I Definitely. appreciate that because it's true. And some people, um, you know, it's just like all in semantics. And sometimes like I had a complication. I'm like, the fact that you couldn't tolerate chicken is not a complication. Like, don't put that on. But I'm like, I yeah. got to take the good with the bad. People yeah. will praise you and then people will um, say things that like, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. oh God. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Like my whole livelihood depends on this, but, um, but I want people, I want, I keep the bad up there too, because you want people to be, you want it to seem very honest and mm-hmm. real and transparent and, um, and you hope that you give people the best experience. Sometimes you just don't meet their expectations. And, mm-hmm. well, and just um, trans- transparency is like the key thing. I yeah. think, I think these days we, we just want someone to be honest with us and be like, yeah, that messed up. And by the way, your chicken thing, not a complication, yeah, but exactly. Whatever you can, but you can act like it, but like, it's not, if you have nothing but good reviews, like people are going to be like, well, do they really like, cause I mean, chances are like, there's going to be like one <laughs> there person has to be. that didn't, you know, I don't get along with every single person I come in contact with, you know? So as yeah. like, I would want to see the good with the bad. I would want to see like, okay, well, what did they have to say? Okay. What did they have to say? Cause I don't always trust companies or, yeah. you know, places that where you see like nothing but good because there has <laughs> to be some. Because then I feel like they're hiding something. Yeah, exactly. I know. So. Exactly. I know. Or are you deleting comments? Like, what are you doing? That, <laughs> you know, like that's where my brain goes. So, yeah, yeah no, I, I like it when you see the good with the bad so that you can make an informed decision because that's what this is all about. You know, we're asking for websites to what are the best surgeons you want? You want the good with the bad. You want honesty. Mm-hmm. You want to make an informed decision, especially when it comes to your health. Well, and I never even researched Dr. Patterson. So that's the deal is like, I'm a very big advocate now, guys, like go and check out mm-hmm. your people that are, you're allowing to open you up to allowing you to like do stuff on you. Cause you're asleep guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know what? I don't mind at all. And I kind of like, and I would love your perspective. So a lot of patients come to me and they have gone to, so I'm in a very, very populated area in terms of bariatric surgery practices within 10 miles of me. There are six or actually now seven, seven total wow. um, bariatric practices in 10 miles. Wow. Dang. So I know it's super populated, super tight. And it will take you like 30 some minutes just to get to the next one or if not longer. <laughs> now, um, what do you, uh, you know, sometimes I think that patients will shop around. Mm. They will do different. Um, they will sign up with different practices. They'll attend even an initial consult several places. They'll come to me as their second, third, fourth, or fifth opinion. Mm-hmm. Um and I love it. I love it because I'm like, man, this person is like really like taking this seriously. Yeah. I love it. And I hope that if I'm even there, you know, second stop to 10th stop, I hope that they're like, man, this was different. So when I hear that, that is like, that is like the coolest thing that I can hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, so did you guys do much shopping or it sounds like not really? You I just kind of, no, no. Well, how did you find your bariatric surgeon? So mine was because my brother, Matt, did the lap band and he just he literally I asked him that question, like, how did you even find Dr. Patterson? And he's like, I literally Googled weight loss surgery in, in Oregon. And then Got it. and then he, she's the first one that pops up as organ weight loss surgery. Literally, like she has it as as um, owls. <laughs> brilliant. She's, oh, she's fucking brilliant. Yeah. And I was like, who do you Google? <laughs> 
me. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and, and yeah, like you just apply and they call you in two months and then the bandwagon starts. And Yep. And mine, I found mine through my rheumatologist. She sent oh. me over to them and it, she actually sent me to a different doctor, a different surgeon, and he had retired and Dr. Thompson took his place. And I was like, sure. I don't know any different. Like I didn't, I, I, I'm like the, nor- we were the normal people. Like we don't even know where to start. Yeah. And once no you, like, I was like, oh, you just pick an office. And like, that's, I didn't even know there was a way that you could shop around. Yeah. Like, I didn't know that was an option. Yeah. That you can just talk to different surgeons. So I thought it was just whatever your insurance will take. And that's exactly. it. So I just like, let's. Well, that is interesting. And I yeah. hope now that, I mean, really since I think since the start of COVID. So for the last year, I feel like there's been so much more, um, you know, information, people out there, people looking, we're on Instagram, like we're more visible. We're not just like hidden behind some Google search on a website and maybe you'll happen to meet me and I'm behind this like, you know, mm-hmm. curtain. Yes. Um, you know, I think that there's more of us as bariatric surgeons who are putting ourselves out there mm-hmm. and showcasing our, our results, our transformations, um, more about us. Yeah. I share my family, um, you know, and I just, I just, I think going back to what we said earlier in this conversation, that it's all about that, that human connection. And mm-hmm. I think that that's really, if you're out there looking around, I mean, I take surgical patients from all over the world. So you can certainly um, come to me. I'd be pleased and honored to take care of you. But um, if you just want to stay in your neck of the woods, that's totally fine. Just find somebody that you vibe with that. Again, if the going does get rough, are they going to be able to, to be there by your side and, mm-hmm. um, and, 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 or connect you with somebody that can, can help to take care of, of the issue. Yeah. That's, all you, that's, all, that's all you need. That yeah. is all you need. You no, just need I that like connection. That. I, well, and I feel like that's like, you really connected with, with Dr. Dr. Patterson. Mm-hmm. I really connected with Dr. Thompson. Like, I felt like I had a connection with her, like, from the very beginning. Like, we just meshed really well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if I didn't feel that, I don't know if I would have left just because... I, I didn't know what I was doing. So I think I hope that everybody out there is hearing this and saying, like, if you do not mesh with your surgeon, find another one. Yeah, you don't have to you go with You don't have to have a connection. No. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And you do not need to stay with them because you feel like, oh, I, I hear it all the time, too. Like, oh, I, I really, you know, I feel bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel bad. Like. The thing is, I don't think they're like just thinking like, oh, I'm going to lose speed. Where, where's so-and-so? Where's so-and-so? Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they, I'm sure that they do check on you at some point and, and, mm-hmm. and see like, yeah, where is so-and-so actually? But I don't think you have to worry about anyone else's feelings but your own. Yeah. Again, yes. stop apologizing. Yes. Stop worrying what other people think and take care of yourself. That's the whole thing. A lot of people, every day I say it, you know, you have spent, whoever it is, so, so much time taking care of X, Y, or Z person. Person, mm-hmm. you forgot to take care of yourself. Put mm-hmm. the oxygen on yourself first. And in this case, it might be that you just need, you know that to be successful, maybe you need a little bit um, more of somebody that's a little bit more handholding. Maybe mm-hmm. you just need um, certain resources. Mm-hmm. You need to know um, yourself to be able to improve yourself. And so it is just so critical that you you just you just know what's out there and um, yeah. and take advantage of the resources. Well, yeah. and this journey teaches you how to take care of yourself because you're kind of forced. Yeah, yeah. You're so forced to do it. It's like, no, this is about you now. Mm-hmm. You have to do these things, like the protein. You have to do the water. You have to get a timer. Like, you got to take these vitamins. Like We hear it all the time. This is a full-time job. 
Yes. Yes. 100%. This is a full-time job. Well, guess what? It's your body. It's yeah. you. Amen. So you, who are <laughs> yes. you with? Who are you with all day long? Yes. Yourself. So of course it's a full-time job because yep. you're taking care of yourself all day. Yep. Like, I know yeah, that you're not I mean, used to it, but come on now. Let's yeah, do exactly. this. Yeah, Let's do this. I mean, it's a full-time job keeping the lights on for this, literally. So, um, you know, yeah, you, you've got to, um, you, you've got to invest in yourself and not mm-hmm. get lazy. And remember, um, my dietitian always says this. She says, slip, don't slide. Mm-hmm. So yeah. today's not the greatest. All right. But you really should have a lot of, you know, a good consecutive days where you try your best. And I, and that's what I love about your, your profile on Instagram and why you guys are so fastly rising and followers and viewers and likes and all kinds of stuff because you're, you're holding us accountable. Um, you know, like we talked about, you're putting out the challenges out there. You're putting there, get your fluid. Are you getting your vitamins? Are you guys doing good with your protein? You guys are like, you know, not even worrying about the way you look like I'm doing Dez's workouts. Um, so and those and are so it. much fun. <laughs> they are so much fun. Um, I I hurt myself on that. So if you guys want to go back, live. go look at the live with Des. It's at like the last 10, 15 minutes. Kelly's doing a um, tricep dip and all of a sudden you hear a pop and she falls to the ground. Oh, and no. I, my whole chest popped. Yeah. And it's still <laughs> super, oh, super tender and like down my arm. Which is another reason why I'm not sleeping because I'm in pain. Yeah. But. Oh, great. But that's new. That's new. So I am kind of having to like, I'm like all, I was gung ho. I was like, let's do this. I've got this. And then of course I hurt myself. And I'm like. Of course. So now I have to let this heal because it's like even tender to the touch. So I must have pulled something. I don't know. Right. It's so, it's so crazy, but the workouts with Des, like we're doing this once a month with her. So that way, like showing people, Hey, like, yeah, we're real people. We're not cool enough to be athletes. We don't, we know this. This That was not in our wheelhouse when we were born. So we need help with it. And Des is like willing to like once a month, let's do a live together. Let's show you the technical moves. And so, wow. um, And she's giving a lot of good tips of like, don't do this because you're going to overextend yourself or don't do this because you could possibly hurt yourself. So well, take and like, it slow, take it easy. What like, I like is like she does it. It's called an AB kind of rotation. So you have to do these in sync together and then you move on to the next set and move on to the next set. And they're called supersets. Supersets. So you're doing supersets. And so she wants you to do that to work a certain um, area for a certain amount of time. And then once that's done, you go to the next. And I did hers today and oh my God, my butt and my legs hurt. <laughs> Oh, I gotta do one of these. But I gotta do this. I gotta. I gotta go. I gotta go live with you guys, or I gotta go. I gotta oh, do something. Yeah. Like, yes. These workouts are good. I mean, your bodies are just transforming. I. I. I, I gotta try this. Exactly. Go Let's it. do it together. That'd it's be a fun. blast. But that's the biggest thing. Is like you're right. Like we we are trying to help everybody. Like do the water, do the protein, get the vitamins in, get that workout in. Cause yep. we understand life's hard. Like this isn't easy. Like this doesn't come no. easy. No, I mean, and things will happen, you know, you'll break yourself or you'll, you know, not be sleeping or you'll be in a, in a trauma where you're eating in the middle of the night. Like these are things that are going to happen, whether you have surgery or not. Right. And it's, it's that battling of like, okay, like you said, tomorrow I'm going to do better. Like, yeah, just keep trying, you know? Okay. Yes. I ate my feelings tonight. That's fine. I ate it. I'm accepting the behavior. 
tomorrow I'm going to be better. Yes. So, yes. And there's certain, it, it's just a, a way of moving our entire community more into the light of. Amen. Mm-hmm. It, this isn't easy. This is, The weight doesn't just fall off. Like we actually have to work hard for what we get. So, well, and show people that it is not the easy way out. I was just going to say that, like, I'm sure that is just such a pet peeve for all of us, for all, I mean, we could go on for a whole nother diary if we wanted to talk about all the misconceptions. I mean, there are countless. You know, I was going to ask you as a bariatric surgeon, have you had to deal with any bias? Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my goodness. Okay. So if I'm not at a party or if I'm meeting somebody for the first time, um, people say, well, what do you do? Oh, I'm a bariatric surgeon. I'm like, wait for it. Oh, you treat old people. I get that all the time. No, not geriatric, bariatric. Come on. (laughs) Then it's like, okay. So they don't know that. Okay. No, or I'll say I'm a weight loss surgeon. Oh, you you do like lipo. No, No. not lipo. And then you explain like the different things Mm -hmm. and like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that TV show. And you're like, uh, No, not um, really. But I was just interviewed for the Baltimore Sun, and um, it's oh, it sounds really, really fancy. Um, it's not. But anyway, but I will put, when, when the article comes out, I will be sure to post and I'll, I will, you can read every word of it. It's yeah, pretty short. It's yeah. it's short and sweet, but I was very, I decided not to be like the same article. Like, um, I mean, there's a little bit of that in there. Like if your BMI is this and these comorbidities, you qualify like some of the mm-hmm. generics. Okay. Like, yes, I've read that on every website known to man that has anything to do with bariatric surgery. Right. But I try to put it out there. I asked, I, I said, all right, I'm going to turn it back to you to the reporter. What are your own what are you, what are your own thoughts about weight loss surgery? Everybody has them. And, you know, unless you're like intimately involved, either you had surgery or you do this all, all day, every day. I think that people in general, there is so much bias, so much bias. is crazy. People just, because it's just, people do not get it. They it's just the don't knowledge. get they it. They don't yeah. know. Yeah. No, not at all. I was actually in the little like market that's down the street from my house and they actually, somehow we got onto the subject of weight loss surgery because I don't care. I'll talk about it with anybody. And they said, oh, so like the, what did they say? The bypass or something. And I was like, no, that's, that's one of them, but that's not what I had. And they were like, oh, there's a different kinds. Oh yeah. Yep. Always. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. The lap bands. I, it's always the lap band. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to have a little class here in the middle of the market. And that's exactly what I did. I was like, okay, there's the bypass. Then there's the sleeve. Then there's the lap band. Like, it was funny because they were like, oh, we didn't have any idea that these existed. And it's like, that's exactly the reason why. Because you didn't care to know. That's yeah. I get a little no, annoyed with it. They, they just like, don't get it. And the, you know, yeah. you want to know the toughest one. Um, I don't know if we have any viewers watching from this, but the hardest thing is the insurance companies. Because yeah. you'll get like a room of people that, that um, some maybe would qualify for surgery. Okay, that's fine. And some are just super fit people that um, it's like the way we're talking about the patients, it's like they just they just don't get it. They're like, just the things they want them to do, it just all seems to make sense because we always use these words like comprehensive and multidisciplinary mm. approach and supervised weight loss. And we just like drag <laughs> it on and on and on and on and on. Right. And I'm like, what does that what does that even mean? Like, what does that mm. mean? Like all people want to do is lose weight and get healthy. And that is mm. the truth. Um, not to keep it too superficial. No, but, but that's I mean, that's the nobody wants goal. to be overweight. Well, no. Nobody wants to be overweight. And the, and 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 I hate, I despise this. I I I guarantee you've seen me talk about this, that I 
I hate it when we we try to tell people why they want to have surgery. Well, the only reason they need to write one the surgery is to get rid of their health issues. Sure, mm-hmm. that might be a motivating factor. It might be the motivating factor, mm-hmm. but it might be that it is making you so depressed to not be able to do the things you want to do in this mm-hmm. world. And if that's your narrative, perfect. I'm not mm-hmm. going to change it. No, I'm going to just listen to you, and 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 that's it. I, mm-hmm. I can't. I cannot stand. So it's trying to get people to change their minds is just really, really hard. Well, it's really like, hard. They get stuck. They're like stuck on the team and they don't know how to get off the team. And it's like, hey, just we just want you to be open about it. Because when I hear, like you said, like these people that are in this room that are fit mm-hmm. making decisions about people that aren't fit. Mm-hmm. Like right there is a conflict of interest for me to even hear. Because hey, that's a great way of hey, looking at it. Hey, guess what? You've gotten brought up in a whole different way. And you don't know what it's like to be poor, probably. You don't know what it's like to be dealing with like crackhead moms and dads that don't know how to take care of you. So Mm -hmm. you're just eating your fucking feelings. Mm -hmm. Or maybe you were raped when you were 14. You don't fucking know where we're from and you don't know where we're coming from and why we've gained this Mm -hmm. weight. So don't judge us. Help us. Because guess what? I have an accounting degree and I know damn well if you give a surgery now, you're going to save thousands and thousands of dollars of treatment mm-hmm. and when I'm 50 or 60 years old wanting to have all these things because I now I have diabetes now I have high cholesterol now I had a heart attack and a stroke and I don't know what to do mm-hmm. but those all could have been like avoided if you just would have let me have the surgery mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you what that's another one right there you got it's gonna go back you gotta clip that out okay make sure you put that in a story and let me just I'll repost it and then destroy blue, you know, our blue cross blue shield would be like, excuse me, what what is this? But yeah. sometimes the truth hurts. Yeah, but, but it is. is the I truth. mean, I feel like they should have a team of people that ha- are have had bariatric surgery yes. look at it because it's different coming from somebody who was just like, Hey, you're gonna be uh focusing on just making sure that these bariatric patients either get surgery or not. And this could be a person that has no clue oh, yeah. what we're living on a daily basis. Yeah. No clue. No idea. Like, <laughs> so they need to have a team of people that have, that are specifically bariatric. Yeah. Like the patients. surgeons. I mean, or I'm fine if it's. Or nurses or any yeah, of that. Anybody yeah. that is involved. It doesn't have to be the patients. It could be professionals if that's what they need, but figure it out. Like mm-hmm. that is not Okay. For that to happen, because I what I have learned, like coming from poor and now I'm pretty much like middle class, is that poor people, they don't have time to think about fitness and food. Mm. You know what they have time for working, working because they're trying to like pay for all the things in the house and their four kids that they got. Mm -hmm. So their motivation and their mindset is not like, how do I get nutrition for my kids? It's literally just a roof over their head and food in their bellies Mm -hmm. to make sure that like they're on the grid they can't die on my watch type deal. (laughs) Like that's what it is. So when you're on the middle class level, you have luxuries. Now you get Mm -hmm. to have hobbies. Now you have, you have extra time to do things because you're not so worried about where the money's going to come from and how I'm going to feed and provide for this whole family. Mm -hmm. So like once you get a little bit higher in the income levels, now you can feel comfortable and you can work on yourself. Like, it just sucks that like it can't just start from the bottom. Because mm-hmm. like if it starts from the bottom, then we all start feeling good together, and then the community gets better, and we can work together. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Another one. I'm sorry. Let's clip it out. Let's <laughs> clip it out. Clip that out. My rant yeah. today. 
Yeah, no, she's, she's on a roll. <laughs> she's on a roll. Let's just step aside. Just get my screen and just kind of like push it over. You don't. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it'll be the Mel show today. <laughs> you just yeah, know, my, know the passion's <laughs> here. The, the passion is, is there. there. The passion the is there. 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 It's, it's just r- real talk because it's just, it just resonates. It just makes sense. Yeah. Stop and listen, people out there. It's just, um, you know, we all have our, we all have our stories and, um, and that's the thing, like whenever insurance denies a patient for some nonsense, they didn't receive this one, you know, this one document right here that we got to make sure that we get in there <laughs> or like, and I'm, and I'm fighting and doing peer to peers and wasting everyone's time and stress to the max. I mean, and these poor patients who took time off of work and are on clear liquids and are stressed already. And it was a hard decision to make and their families are there to start, like, and then like, oh, it's not going to work out because of X, Y, or Z. It is just, um, it's just, you have to remember, again, this is, there's a real person behind that piece of paper mm, yeah. or behind this stupid file that you have that they're missing this one minute detail that doesn't matter. Oh my gosh, I go crazy on peer-to-peers. I got super nasty with a, with a medical director the other day and I'm just going to put it out there. That was just, this patient gained some weight during the process. Okay. So, I mean, the thing with that is there is no scientific, no scientific evidence whatsoever of any kind that supports that weight loss will result in better results either in the short term or long term. It doesn't happen. It just Mm -hmm. doesn't happen. And so now you're going to prevent this person who um, weighed 400 pounds and now they weigh 405. You're going to prevent this person from getting bariatric surgery because they gain weight and they're not committed. They're not committed. Oh, come on. Come on. That's what I'm talking about. That makes me angry. Yeah. Well, you be, you be angry a lot and you'd be really angry. And so I was just like, you have to sleep with yourself. Like, I just, I'm like, this is a real yes. person because I know this person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This person trusted me and I'm going to do everything I can to fight, 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 fight mm-hmm. to, um, to get the insurance to, to reverse their decision. Uh, it's just, it's exceedingly frustrating. And unfortunately these conversations, I probably have to have one every other day and I'm not exaggerating. Oh, that's a lot. That's it's more than lot. I expected. I thought it'd be like once a month, not a. Oh no, 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 no! I know them all by name. It's like, hello, my, you know, my last name is I'm Doctor Novak, but um, my nickname is Betsy, and it's like, hello, Betsy. It's like, hello, Newman. Yeah. You know, it's like, they know. like that. Like, it's like, oh yeah, Betsy's calling. Oh boy, yep. oh Betsy's calling. Oh, I love it. God. I love We're it. Like, hello, how are your kids? <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's good that you do fight for your patients because we do need that. Yeah, we need people to fight for us because it's sometimes we can't do the fighting for ourselves. I mean, I know from personal experience when I got denied the first time around because it wasn't a, you know, blue, distinct blue, whatever it's called. Yeah, I just like started crying and just like I couldn't even talk like I was distraught. I was like, you mean I just went through all of this for nothing like and I didn't even have, I didn't have any like weight stipulations, nothing like that wasn't even, and I probably gained weight while I was going through the program because it's stressful. It's stressful. Because you're so scared, yeah. especially when you are worried about insurance covering it. Like, you're so nervous. Like, you're probably stress eating. Yeah. Like, 100% I be a was. Thing. Yeah. And it's oh, hard yeah. to just give up everything. Like, it doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. It's it's hard. It's a process. And we're human. Like, we are all yeah. human. That's the thing. It's like behind those files that you're talking about. So it sounds we're like. All human. 
It sounds like the biggest bias you get is from the insurance company. That's that's where it yeah, comes from. Actually, now that we're really just putting it out there, um, yes, absolutely. And then uh, you know, another thing I'll, I'll plug is our uh, our program, New Try Health. Okay, so what is New Try Health? So it is our. So you have to go every month for those monthly visits, or. You can do new try health and it works in lieu of the monthly visits and it's oh. available online or via mobile app. So, so patients basically just go there, they do a module a week, they get um, prepared for surgery. And so when we first started to submit it, pay, the insurances were denying, denying, denying. So <laughs> went to all these insurance companies and just beat on their doors and said, Hey, listen, um, would you accept this? In lieu of those monthly visits, we feel like this, and we we've studied and it improves that the outcomes are better. But the way you you the way you change biases and the way you get people to do what you want is you just kind of kind of like tell them about it, and you've mm-hmm. you've got to ask them: Will you change your policy? Mm-hmm. Will you accept this patient? Will you hear me out? Yeah. And um, slowly but surely, you're going to make some meaningful change. You really will. Well, I think that's the big deal. Just ask the questions. Because the I always say this to Kelly, anybody, and Kelly knows I'm just like the answer is already no because you haven't asked yet. Correct. So just ask the question because it might be a yes. Yep. So it's like call Those your are insurance. Good line. Thank you. Yeah. So. She's just. I'm, I'm telling you, like we should just like step aside, let Mel have her time because. Uh, this is the Melanie Apparently show right I now. I wanted to be on a soapbox today, but yeah, yeah. I mean, no. just, just check your guys' insurance and just figure it out. Like just make the phone calls as my, uh, be your own advocate is your the biggest advocate. That's, that's really. And, and, and be your own advocate. And if you call your insurance company and it's just going to be someone that's like, let me get the policy. Uh, you have to do blah, 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 blah. That might not necessarily be true. Mm. Um, and so you know, talk to hopefully your bariatric practice as well. You should be your own advocate. I'm sure you should be informed of what you need to do, the requirements, mm-hmm. but you should also like push the envelope on them. Why is that a requirement? Should it be a requirement? You know, what, what, what basis did you, did the insurance company make that requirement? Mm-hmm. So I've been able to get really far on a national level with United Signet, Aetna and Anthem Blue Cross Blue Shield Association nice. on um, just evaluating um, what they put people through. So I feel like, I mean, there's other people who are working on improving access to care too, but I feel like I have been very pivotal, instrumental in in getting them to assess their policies and drop that six month requirement or some of these arbitrary rules. Mm So that's something else I'm super, super into because I'm like, why do I have to do it if it doesn't make sense? Exactly. Yes. It's a switch went off. Yeah. Like if you knew like, okay, a switch went off, like I want surgery. Why do I have to diet and exercise? You don't think I've been dieting and exercising for my whole life? Like it's my biggest pet peeve. It's stupid. Yes. Well, and I I totally understand the stipulation of you need to do meet with a nutritionist. You need to meet with your surgeon. You need to meet with your therapy. Like I, I, I I think that that's great. But I also think like that's something that in conjunction, like, I don't think that they need to say, well, you need to lose 15 pounds. I feel like they need to start focusing on like, let's figure out your mental health of this. Let's, mm-hmm. let's, let's do that. Or let's, let's meet with a nutritionist. I mean, cause you may have questions. I, there was some stuff I had no idea about. Oh yeah. And yeah. I mean, I died, I've been dieting my whole life. So like, yeah. It was really informative. It's, I think it's a great thing. I think that kind of goes into like the next subject of like when it comes to like rules, like we already know what the rules are in pre-op, like all the things you have to do. Mm-hmm. What what kind of rules do you put on people or want them to do for themselves post-op? Like what are the rules that you kind of give to them? Mm-hmm. 
So, um, I, you know, everything, there's a million things that, um, a lot of which are optional, some of which are not. We talked about this last time, the importance of the multivitamin, the calcium citrate, doing your annual follow-ups, getting your labs checked, noting if there's any other deficiencies, they can result in some really significant issues. Um, I talked to the real uh, Slim Sammy about um, how she was completely non-compliant, didn't take any vitamin B1, didn't do any education at all, just sort of walked in, had the surgery, walked out, which is what you should definitely not do. Yeah. Um, she's admittedly said that that wasn't the best move and she got um, a neurological issue um, because of a severe vitamin B1 deficiency. Mm, right. So there are some, you know, real legitimate concerns with those sorts of things. But otherwise, after surgery, um, you know, I think that if you are starting to slide, if you are gaining some weight, if you're just really, really stuck, you should, like what you guys are doing, mm -hmm. you know, seek help. Should I go mm -hmm. on a medication? Is that right for me? Should I go back to the basics with my dietitian? Should I um, speak to my surgeon? Is there some sort of technical issue? with my surgery in terms of it's um, like the pouch was too big. Um, I don't, I, we talked about this last time. I do not believe it stretches, but um, you know, is there some sort of, um, if you had the sleeve, should you be converted to a gastric bypass? Mm -hmm. Is that something that, you know, potentially could help? So don't just, um, don't just downward spiral and think, oh, well, just forget it. It's all over. I've gained mm -hmm. some weight and it's, I'm going to go back to my old ways and I'm a failure and, and no, quit your stinking thinking. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've read that before and uh, just change, change it around. So after surgery actually is when we put even more of our one-on-one -on -one, um, counseling with our dietitian. Okay. Before surgery, they all do new try health. So they, um, they can see the dietitian if they want, but it's really after surgery when mm -hmm. you want to say, I really miss chocolate. Mm -hmm. Here's a good alternative to that. And that's the, those are the specific questions or like chicken makes me nauseated and mm -hmm. this is a better alternative or I am gaining weight. Okay. Here's what you need to do. Here's use my fitness. Pal. Like lots of tips, tricks to do it. So um, okay. I love it. Those are the important things for after. Okay. Awesome. Um, and then we already touched on stretching your pouch. And how, so my last question, oh, so vitamins, that was, the yes, we have actually, I have one before you get the vitamin thing. Okay. Protein. Yes. We yes. had this big controversy on our live about protein and oh, collagen. Yes. So because we take Avi collagen uh, protein powder. We fucking okay. love it. It's delicious. Yes. We recommend it to okay. everybody because it literally matches what it says is on the bottle. Yes. <laughs> so it's really cool. It tastes delicious. But people were saying, like, I can't count that as protein. And I go, what? And they're saying, like, some of our people are telling us that the collagen protein doesn't count as real protein, so we can't count it towards our protein goals. But when we talked to the CEO, that was kind of like their job. Like, what they wanted to do was make it to where oh, you didn't did have to do the the thing. Yeah. So what's, what's going on with that? Tell us. Okay. So this is you guys, this is came up on the talk with ProCare. Is that the um, founder of ProCare? Is that when this came up? No, no this, this is a, on a live. Yeah. It was last Thursday for Avi yeah. when we tried all their products. Yes. Oh, 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 the oh, collagen, oh, yeah. oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. So um, now you're going to have varying different, you're going to have a lot of different thoughts. Obviously people are getting passionate. They're fighting with you. My dietitian says this, my dietitian says that. Mm -hmm. um, now the most maximally absorbed designer protein out there is the isolates, um, okay. the whey isolate, milk isolate, soy isolate, isolate. Now 
that is in the beginning when you know how it is. If you take a sip of something, you're filled up and you just can't get enough. And so we want you to go for the stuff that's most maximally absorbed. That's fine. Okay. Now, when it comes to the other stuff, um, if it counts towards your goals, gosh, I'm probably going to have my dietitian write at me after this one. I mean, <laughs> I, I think it's, you know... I, uh, I think it should be fine. I, I mean, protein, I, I think protein, it's fine. Right? Protein, protein? No? I mean, yes and no. I would... Okay. We uh, need I to get your almost, dietitian on. That's yeah. <laughs> I know. Jan is really good. Yeah. I mean, she'll, she's going to have way more opinions on that one okay. than I do maybe as a surgeon. But what I do tell patients is the best protein, even beyond the isolate, the isolate's the best if you're going through for a powder, a shake, uh, a supplement of some sort. Okay. But when you're going, the best protein is real food. Yeah, it's real it food. Is. Yeah, it's it the is. most maximally absorbed. That stuff, I think that's obvious. It sounds fine. I mean, it's okay. not going to harm you. It's not like... Um, I think it's just fine towards your goals. You can't just say that it just didn't, you didn't get any absorption from it. I just don't think that's the case. Um, okay. I'll well, probably get a and, ton of DMs about this, but I think it should be just fine. Okay. Well, and what we got, what well, we were told like the whole, like you can't absorb more than 30 grams, which you told us that. Yes, that um, is true. And then you need more than 10 for it to work or something. Right. Or no, does that matter? No, no, that was um, with the collagen. There was oh. 10 grams in the... It was just the fact that yeah. there's 10 yeah. grams in one, yeah. in the scoop. Well, and I that's... Uh, yeah, we've already, we've been told, like, protein's protein. So, I mean, obviously food, real food is better. But if you're going to have protein shakes, like, it still counts towards your ultimate goal. It's, I think it does. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. I, I don't know the nutritional label for the for that brand um, off the top of my head. Okay. But as long as it follows the typical bariatric, low-carb, no added sugars to yeah. it. Zero um, sugars, Yeah. Okay. I mean, all right. I think I think it's pretty good. But you can always you can tag my dietitian. There's a million dietitians also on in our community that I would. You should do like a poll and like ask them all like what they think. Um, Yeah. I'm sure you'll get a lot of very detailed responses. I'm sure they they think about like I love um, Kristen Willard too, who's on bariatric meal prep. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done some lives with her. She's great. I'm I. She absolutely will give you my dietitian will too, and she's my berry box um, uh, on Instagram as my dietitian yes. Jana Wolf. But um, yeah, I would ask them all and see what they think. I, I I shouldn't. I don't know enough to tell you like for sure. I feel passionately one way or another. But I agree with you guys. I think protein is protein. But hopefully, you guys don't hurt me out there. <laughs> Yeah, okay. don't don't go after her. <laughs> yeah, don't. No, don't. Leave no, no. Me alone. We're just trying to figure out what's real, what's not. Like, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. No, I think you guys are fine. Okay. Awesome. Okay. All right. And then this was the question that we got about actually about the vitamin um episode. Um, okay. She said, uh, I'm not sure if you have room for questions, but Dr. D for Dr. D, but I'm interested in her touching on something the ProCare guy mentioned about capsules not always breaking down as quickly or in the correct area for proper absorption. Curious if she sees this as an issue with sleeve patients and if it could lead to GI distress, bloating, gas, etc. And would chewables be superior to capsules in her opinion? Oh, that's, um, that's a really, really thought out, really mm-hmm. smart, smart question. Um, you know, with the sleeve, she, they asked that in particular about the sleeve. So because of that, your anatomy, again, is exactly the same with the sleeve. Mm-hmm. And so your your the things that you swallow, capsules, tablets, chewables, food, whatever, is going to go into your mouth, into your esophagus, into your new smaller stomach, but then right into the small intestine. 
anatomy is the same. So there is going to be the same uh, exact digestive process. You're just consuming less. Okay. I don't think there's a big difference between capsules and tablets, especially with the sleeve. Okay. Um, one could argue there's a little bit more malabsorption with the gastric bypass, mm -hmm. but I, we, I, as we mentioned the last time, I do not have my patients change from like extended release, delayed release, um, capsules or to tablets or to liquid or anything like that. Um, I think that it should all be the same um, absorption. So I don't think they should worry about the efficacy of it or it hurting okay. their GI tract or anything like that. Okay. All right. Good to know. All right. Yeah. I think... I think that's where we're going to end it for this yeah. one. Okay. Diary 2 is wrapping up here, huh? Diary 2 yeah. is done. We have so much more questions coming. Um, keep shooting us emails because we will definitely get them um, yeah. answered. DM us, email us, whatever. We'll be popping up little question boxes so you can always do that. So. Yeah, yeah we went, and we and we were talking about you know doing one of these bad boys live for your yes. anniversary and yes. some big special stuff. We we're going to talk about some uh, some fun stuff. So yeah. Uh, yeah, stay tuned live. We can answer some questions live, and That'd I love fun. the energy of the audience whenever it's live too. You I know, do too. It's, it's, so fun. Uh, it's so fun. Oh, and it yeah. like hypes me up. <laughs> yeah, well, and because like when we when we went on live before our first episode last time, it was good because we got so many questions, and it was. like, like we actually like it gave us motivation to like make this big list and that yes. there is like there's so many questions out there that people aren't asking just like they don't just DM you very often and then just be like, hey, what do you think about this? Right. So, I know, yeah. I know, I know. It's good you know, we, to have this this opportunity for us. Yeah, this forum. Yeah, we definitely need to do another live. We mm -hmm. um I think it I think it's just so much fun and people feed off of each other. So um mm -hmm. I'm all for it. Let's just keep this. If you guys want to just keep uh chatting with me, I love it. I yes. love chatting with these two right here too. Yeah. I mean well, thank yeah. you. So much fun. Well, you have your own series now. So yep. we, it's all we'll dedicated just, to you. We'll just keep going as long as we possibly can. <laughs> just keep riding it. You yeah. guys have your own highlight on my Instagram, yeah. very first one right now. So so exciting. Yeah, go, <laughs> go check out her page. And I love it's like Body by Dr. Dovac. It's yes. so cute. Yes. Like all the people that yep. she helps and it's in her yes. stories. Like she she sponsors. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There it is. There yes. it is. We love my it. Instagram is Dr. Dovac, D-R-D-O-V-E-C. Follow me if you post me in tag me. I will repost it. Mm -hmm. I will re-put it in my stories, all that good stuff. So um, let's just keep spreading awareness and, and supporting each other and every pound loss, every NSV, non-scale victory, mm -hmm. everything. We're just going to really just relish in the successes together for sure. Yes. All right. We Thank love it. you. We love you. Yes. Yes. Love you guys too. Thank you. Another fun episode. I hope you guys loved it. I loved it. Oh um, yeah. And we'll we talk always... again soon. Yeah. yeah we'll be in touch. All right. <laughs> All right. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Okie doke. Oh, my God. That was so much fun. Yes. Number we two. We got so many questions answered. And we cannot wait to just continue doing this. Yes. Because there are so many questions that even we have that we don't really realize that we have. Yeah, they kind of just slowly creep up on us. I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, I wanted to know that, too. <laughs> yeah, and I think it was really good that I got to open up and be honest about, you know, my sleeping yes. and my eating and my regain. And I think the more I talk about it, the more I'm going to want to do something about it. Oh, totally, because it's out there it. in the world. Exactly. We're going to get you fixed. And I'm going to read this book, Girl, Stop Apologizing, because... I think we both should. Yeah. And then we should talk about it on the pod. Yeah. That'd be so much fun, guys. I think that would be a lot of fun. Let's pick, let's pick up that book. 
All right. And we're going to read. And then we want to know what you guys think. And if you've read it. Yeah, go read it. Go read it. And then we can talk about it. This will be a blast. So I think it'd be a lot of fun. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in for number two of Dr. Novak Diaries. We're so excited. And we're just going to keep doing this. Yeah, it's going to be once a month. Um, So you'll so that's why we say just message us all your questions Mm -hmm. because we'll just slowly chip them away. Yep. Um, And, you know. Definitely go support us if you can. We have a Patreon for mm-hmm. us where you can do even a dollar, five dollar, ten dollars. It goes mm-hmm. right back into the podcast. Yep. Um, and, and that is patreon.com forward slash OSLP. And you can pick your tier and you can help support your favorite podcast, which is, of course, us. Right. Or you can go over to um, OSLP.XYZ and that is our website. And we have stickers and we have Mm -hmm. shirts and bags and towels. It's kind of cool. We have like we have everything. So much randomness. I love it. So go check it out. Um, And thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you guys. Thank you, guys. We love you. We'll see you next next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners, if you have enjoyed your time with us, please rate, review and subscribe on any platform you get your podcast. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Join us on patreon.com forward slash OSLP where you can get exclusive content. We would like to give a big thank you to Anne-Marie Cruz for our logo, Nick Dukes for our web design, Dylan Godfrey for our editing and Eric Fong with 17th Street Studios for our music and recording space. Thank you for listening to our Sleeve Live podcast. We are breaking the stigma of weight loss and weight loss surgery one episode at a time. 